Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Yes. A couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed Oof. media folks. What a day. What a good day. What a great day in, uh, in Clipperland. Anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're kicking things off with a recap of that 113 to 112 nail biter against the Trailblazers. Oh, man. What I love beating the Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing quite like it. Uh, we officially sweep the series, yep. possible playoff opponent. Anyways, we'll talk about what we liked from that one as well as what we didn't like. And then, second night of a back-to-back, the Clippers are taking on the Grizzlies. We're going to give you a preview of that one. We'll talk about what we need to do well to win, as well as what could go wrong. Uh, give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then, what you say Wednesday, every single Tuesday, put out a prompt on Twitter that's at Clips. Oh, yeah. We want to know what you think about a given subject. Uh, so can't wait to dig in to that one. And we also got to talk about the Kawhi situation. Yeah, he's got a foot, um, he's got a foot soreness issue. Foot soreness. He's going to be reevaluated apparently in a week after yep. playing in Sunday's game. Mm-hmm. And talk about that. Uh, so all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Love it. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Don't forget to stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome to the Clippers recap versus Trailblazers. What a win, 113-112. to 112. News ahead of this game, though, is that Kawhi was out due to foot soreness. He's going to be reevaluated next week. He's probably going to be out maybe till the Suns game. Just, just an abundance of caution. We're going to talk about this later. Just putting, We're going to talk about it later. Just, just putting this off right now. Yes. <laughs> um, Put that feather in your cap. Yes, but we we talked. We, I said it up top, but getting a win over the Blazers always feels good. We've kind of all inherited this Paul George, Damian Lillard, like meme beef they have. Yeah. And I love it. As Carl Tart says, we are soldiers in the army of Paul George. We are. Um, we are. And Paul George was absolutely clutch. He had 33 points, 11 boards, two games. I mean, he had the game tying and then the go-ahead free throw. Yep. With less than 10 seconds left. Defensively, very solid as well. Yeah. It, I just... He put the team on his back in kind of every way yeah. in this game. Yeah. I said um, it before, and I'll say it again. That's just vintage 6 for 50 on time <laughs> yep. winning shots. Paul George. You brought up an interesting point about the fact that Paul George is having such a good year, despite what? He's just not getting into the free throw line. It's uh, insane. I, I can already tell that this is going to be my thirsty Thursday for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but just just give you a rundown of, of sort of this scoring burst. Uh, he took six tonight. Um, 33 points, six attempts. Uh, through that 30-point streak, he had 37 against Philly, only seven attempts. 36 against Indiana, only six attempts. Basically, uh, he's I'm not, not getting. Gonna, to I'm not going to run down the whole thing. Yeah, he's never taken more than eight in this streak of 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 30 point games, which is just especially impressive. Um, we talked about and it a disrespectful little bit. And, and disrespectful. We talked about it a little bit uh, just on Twitter, but he is 25th in terms of points per game yeah. in the NBA. All players in the NBA. There is one player in the top 25 taking less free throw attempts than him. Uh, so it's very real. You know, this is a, it's not just Clippers. It's not just a, it's a very real, it's thing. not just a complaining thing. Uh, the numbers back it up. They so. absolutely do. But tonight he, he just, he was so great tonight. Um, 
Another thing we liked from this game, Rajon Rondo's passing. Yes. It is better than I thought it was going to be. Because mm-hmm. that, kind of, that was one of the things that, like, even if you weren't that hyped on Rondo, which we weren't in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows about his passing. Every, everyone. everyone, you you couldn't, you weren't, you weren't going to think he's going to be a bad passer, but he's almost kind of exceeded those expectations. Well, so I, I think it's kind of a situation where he has a lot of interesting weapons that he can get the ball to. Yeah. Um, it, you know, not to take anything away from from him. Obviously, you know, he's the one with the. <laughs> well, he's also weirdly kind of like our energy guy. Like tonight, yeah. he was kind of a nice burst of energy and he's old for NBA standards, well, which well, we needed. He was it, getting to the rim. It, like, it's, Yeah, it's really interesting. He was really aggressive attacking the rim tonight. Uh, but the way that he does kind of look to push the pace at times yep. is a, a little unexpected, I guess, from what I thought we were going to get from Rondo. Makes sense just, you know, given the vision that he has of the court. For sure. Um, and it's something that we need because as efficient as this half-court offense is, sometimes you're going to need... The transition's kind of bad. Just transition's kind of bad, and, and, like, you need to take advantage of those opportunities. And also, like, you sometimes are going to need to give teams a different look. Yeah. You know, you're not going to want to let a defense get set on every single possession in a seven-game yeah. series. And he doesn't do that. He had seven dimes tonight. He also had six boards, which we needed because the team wasn't rebounding well in the beginning. Um, what do you like about Terrence Mann? So an interesting kind of takeaway from this game is we, we just saw some kind of different lineups. Ty Lue did some borderline questionable things with some lineups. But yes, yeah. I, I think you're referring to the Patterson boogie minutes. And Kennard. Like, it was an all-bad sign. It was bad. We're going to talk about it, what we didn't like. But uh, but Terrence Mann in the starting lineup, finally, uh, sort of over Kennard. Yeah, who, who which is usually been surprising. Taking starting leave. So I, I don't know. I don't know what this means for Kennard. I don't want to read too much into it. As we talked about on the other day, yesterday's episode, or one day this week, uh, <laughs> we still live in a world where Kennard is a $4 million a year player. Right. And continue to live in that world until it's time to deal with that problem. Until that world is destroyed. <laughs> uh, but Terrence Mann had, a, had an impactful game. He played 24 minutes. He was plus eight, second on the team in plus minus. Finished oh, wow. seven, two, and one. Um, you know, just, just another solid performance. I, I think, um, I think that he, I don't know why it took us so long to sort of get to this point with him in the starting lineup with the absences, yeah. but I, I do like that this is at least a step in that direction. A hundred percent. Moving on to what we didn't like, which I'm going to end with what we did, what we did like segment with the second half defense was good, but that leads into what we didn't like, which was the first half defense. Yeah, the, the I mean, like I I don't think that this game should have been this close. We just, Don McLean said it on the post. We stole this game. We won because of a foul call, which it's the Clippers, so that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah, but I yeah, mean, we 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 nabbed this one. The yeah, so it was the, a four twenty caper, if you will. <laughs> the Blazers like led for the majority of this game. Granted, yeah. it was never by more than ten points, but uh, yeah, this one this was one that. I still think we were lucky to get away with. I still think that this is the type of win that that means more to guys than we give it credit for. We shot 20, 28.9% from three. Which is, yeah. Which is horrible yes. by 2021 NBA standards. And we still got the win, partly due to the fact that Tyler made good adjustments in the second half. Mm-hmm. It's like the first half defense was not really there. It was not very good. Um, you know, CJ McCollum and Powell were having really good first halves. And it was a little scary. Then just tie, move some things around. Um, we he didn't, uh, had an increased presence on the boards in that second half. Yes. Yeah. Paul George got a lot more shot attempts in the second half compared mm-hmm. to the first half, which was great. Yeah, 10 of his 33 points were in the last yeah. like three minutes and 40 seconds. Of that it game. was insane. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the lineups were kind of interesting this game. We saw an all bench lineup that really wasn't doing well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, like like Patterson and Boogie on the floor together defensively is a nightmare. Oh, absolutely. And you throw the canard. However, we do have to give a shout out to Boogie um, who went four of six and had six boards in 13 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look, uh, the team was really high on this performance from him. Yeah. Um, The vibes are good. Yeah, the vibes are good. And uh, Lawrence Frank vibes commander. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope it doesn't come to it to like seeing Boogie in the playoffs. But, you know, it it is uh, an option. Yes, it is an option the Clippers have. Um, what else did we not like? Uh, I guess just that shot at the end for the Blazers. <laughs> Dame probably the defense makes, was good. Dame probably makes that shot, though, right? No, I don't think he makes it. I don't know, man. I think Patrick Beverly yells right as he's about to release it, and he clangs it off the side of the bench. Patrick Beverly is yelling from the bench. Yeah. Okay. That's a crazy thing. <laughs> no, that is not a crazy thing. I'll, I mean, I don't know. In terms of how we're feeling, I, it's hard to not like a game that you steal against a team that you have petty, a bit of a petty rivalry with. Yeah. And who we would love to see in the first round. Please. Please. Crossing our fingers for this. Um, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but is this the best win of the Clippers season? No, it's not. But <laughs> it's, it's really a, not. It's a, it's a quality win. It's sure. a quality win. Uh, coming up, we're going to be previewing that Clippers versus Grizzlies game. Second out of a back-to-back against a team that likes to run. Might be interesting. But first, it's time to highlight the Ultra Player of the Week. Gots to. As everyone knows, joy creates success. Everyone knows that. And this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Avica Zubats. Talk about someone who's full of joy. Going kind of out of left field for this one. Paul George has been hogging this award. He could easily have won this for a third week in a row. But Zoo was has been very effective in the uh, the absence of Serge Ibaka, who's coming back who knows when. But he's helped be a large part of the best half-court offense in the NBA. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, and he's just that he is the anchor defensively for this team. Yes. He has shown exquisite passing out of the short roll. That has flourished this year. Sky's the limit for Avica Zubats. The other thing that's fantastic about Avica Zubats, his contract is insanely valuable for the Clippers. So keep on doing your thing, Zoo. Let's pour a Michelob for Zoo's fantastic play. Will his good play keep up? Who knows? What we do know is that Michelob Ultra has just 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Hey, what a day. Wonder which Clippers player will be next week's Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Okay, so we're back and we're talking about the Clippers on the second night of a back-to-back. A team that's normally this season been very effective on the second night of back-to-backs. Uh, but they're taking on the Grizzlies. No Kawhi, as we mentioned in the last segment. Yes. He will be reevaluated in a week. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> likely no Jonas Valachunas. No, he's uh, he's already ruled out, which is oh, crazy. Oh, it's, it's fully yeah, out. He was gotcha. ruled out. He is in concussion protocol. Jaron Jackson Jr. might be returning. Um, he's Of you know, course. Had his own injury struggle, struggles. And Yet another Dylan, player who's been out for an extended period of time is going to return against the Clippers. Yeah, it was announced that Dame is going to be coming back after the Ugh. after that loss of the, loss <laughs> of the Clippers. Uh, Dylan Brooks is also questionable with thigh soreness. Yeah, not sure what's Eagles. going to happen with that. So what do we need to do well to win this one, Chuck? The paint defense has to be locked in. Could not agree more. Uh, and I say that because, I mean, the Grizzlies are the... They attempt the second most two-point attempts in the league. Mm -hmm. They shoot Mm -hmm. an almost bottom 10% on those, which is interesting. That Um, is interesting. So they're like not a 
efficient from there at all. So we might see some drop coverage uh, against a guard like John Morant, especially with Valanciunas out, where you just kind of deal with them hitting floaters. Yeah, you just have and to live or die by it and just keep them away from the rim. Yeah, yeah. which I think that's kind of just deter them from the rim, leave them at the mid range, and we'll just deal with those results. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Which I hope we do well. I think that's a great strategy. I, another thing we got to do is just find the shooting stroke. Uh, we had one of our poorest shooting performances against the Blazers. Hopefully, we yes. can back bounce back in the second night of back to back. The Grizzlies allow 36-plus three-point attempts per game, which is one of the most in the league. That's a lot. Uh, teams, however, are kind of struggling to connect on those opportunities. The Grizzlies are just outside the top 10 in opponent three-point percentage. They have a weirdly good defense on paper. They have a top 10 defense. <laughs> They're top 10 in mo- like almost every rebounding category. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- this is going to be super important and it's obviously one of those things that you can't really control whether the shots are going in or not. What you can control is the quality of the shots. So I hope that we can keep the ball moving yes. and hopefully tire that defense out. Uh, another thing we is just, come on, man, PG, take us to the promised land. <laughs> no, buddy. Kawhi, man. So that's, what's so crazy is that now we're like, okay, we really need these 30-point performances. Yet again, Paul, like, keep the streak out, man. He's playing his best basketball. As a Do you think he right sits now. out this one? I don't know. I, I wouldn't hope be not. mad at it. I hope not, but I would not be surprised or upset. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, though, that he could he could have another 30-point-plus game and uh, put this one away for us. What could go wrong? The Grizzlies are elite on the glass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we saw this in the first half of the Blazers game where it wasn't really going well. We were kind of letting them get what they wanted in terms of offensive boards. The Grizzlies are fourth in total rebounds per game, sixth in offensive rebound percentage, and eighth in defensive rebound percentage. So in terms of our favorite, truly my favorite stat in basketball, they are very, very good. Mm-hmm. They are weirdly bottom 10 in opponent defensive rebounds per game. Oh, wow. So they're this allowing is a, a weird lot of, team. They're allowing a lot of. Yes. It's very weird. Um, so we just got to, you know, disrupt their offensive rebounding. Stay vigilant. Uh, vigilant, excuse me. It's the holidays. <laughs> um, but, you know, if if we're going to drop this one, rebounds are something to look at for a reason for that. Definitely. I, I think the other thing to keep an eye on is going to be the turnovers. Um you know, I mentioned up top, we've been really solid on the second night of backs-to-backs, but we could see fatigue mounting, especially when you're down three starters at this point. Yes. Uh, so we need to avoid mistakes and especially live ball turnovers. The Grizzlies are a top five team in the league in turnover percentage, which I think is surprising for having a young point guard at the helm. They do not make a lot of mistakes, but on the other end of the ball, they're just outside the top five in opponent turnover percentage. Oof. They are forcing teams to turn the ball Disruptive. over. Disruptive. And this is a team that will destroy you for mistakes. Yeah. They score. They a run gr- a bunch. Oh, yeah. They run a bunch. They score a greater percentage of their field goals off turnovers than anyone else in the league. Yeah. They also lead the league in percentage of field goals off the fast break. And <laughs> they lead the league in steals. God damn. Okay. Well, okay. So don't be sloppy is what you're saying. Do not And even if we're not sloppy. sloppy, they'll still get some steals anyway. Most likely. I don't like that. Um, Looking at these key matchups. Clippers versus the Memphis shooters. Okay. The Grizzlies have five players shooting 37% or better from beyond the arc. Yeah. Um, Rotations are going to have to be crisp because they can just kind of let it fly from everywhere. Uh-huh. 
And if, Which is interesting because I don't really think of them as like a heavy three-point shooting team. Not at all, but the efficiency kind is of there. is yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they're hitting those shots, it's going to be a big deal. And efficiency if, over quantity, you know? I mean, that's what the Clippers are at. We're averaging <laughs> what? Like still league average in three-point I think it's attempts. like league average, yeah. Um, and then PG and Dylan Brooks, if both of those guys play, who knows? Um, Paul George only attempted four shots last time we played these guys. Okay. With Dylan Brooks guarding, which was interesting. Um if Paul George plays, I hope his three-point attempts are in the 10-plus range. Okay. Because that would, I mean, that'd be a good time. What do you got in here? He also only went one of five from deep against the Grizzlies last time we played them. So he's got to be upset about that. Yeah. Uh, this one's a bit of a toss-up for me just because after, you know, lack of a better term, stealing a close game. Yeah. Um, it's I think little, that's a perfectly appropriate term. It's a little difficult if things get close, you know, the second night of a back-to-back. but just been so damn good on the second night of back-to-backs and the yes. team is playing so well right now i'm gonna go out on a limb here i want to say that we put this one away you think we get the man that's a good call i'm not sure what to think because part of me doesn't think paul george is gonna play part of me thinks rajon rondo rajon rondo might be on a minute restriction or sit out this one i don't know played a lot mm-hmm. in the blazers game i want to put it like this Whatever the spread is, I would bet the Grizzlies to cover it. Okay. I don't think the Clippers Portland are Club lose. covered tonight. They did. Um, yeah, but quite a bit. Um, I wouldn't bet the Clippers to win, but I would bet the Grizzlies to cover. And I hope I'm wrong about that. Okay. In the good way. Um, let us know what you think is going to happen at Locked on Clips. Coming up, we're going to be talking the Kawhi injury, because that's what it is. And then we asked uh, Clippers fans about their preferred playoff opponent. But first, Will, talk to me about Built Bars. All right, so Built Bar is just an amazing protein bar. The, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I've been crushing that coconut brownie chunk, and it is fantastic. Very good. It's, in, it's incredible. Look, the bars are great. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Love it. Which is crucial. Uh, but the most important thing is that Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, they're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, so they're great for the keto diet. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you want to get down on these Built Bars, <laughs> for a limited time, they're offering a free cooler with purchase. Great for summer. But this is only while supplies last, so you're going to want to get on this. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com, and your shot at that free cooler. And, hey, after you got your free cooler, load up with a couple of Michelob Ultras. Yes. And then log on to Bet Online to put some money down on some stuff. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, college basketball over too, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and you can probably bet on the NFL draft. They don't allow betting on the MLB, though, right? They do. Whoa. It's one of the fun things in Major League Baseball lets you do. Um, I w- if, here's a hot tip uh, Chuck's lock of the week for Bet Online. They're in no way sponsoring this. Uh, bet on the Dolphins to not take uh, pits. I don't think that's going to happen. 
I think it's going to be the Falcons. Um, Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back and we're talking what you say Wednesday, which we put out a poll every single Tuesday yep. on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. For sure. We want to know what you think. We're talking playoff matchups. And this segment, We'll also be talking about Kawhi soreness. Yes. Lead us off. Huh. What's going on with this poll? So we asked uh, Clippers fans their preferred first-round playoff opponent between the Trailblazers, Mavericks, and the Lakers, without Vivian, of course, <laughs> for all the lunatics who kept up with that absurd story. Do we um, need to go into that? Do we need to provide a background on that? Absolutely not. Okay. We don't need to do that. Um Trailblazers. Look into the Vivian Lakers thing. Don't. If you don't know. Don't. Uh, The Trailblazers overwhelmingly ran away with this. 70%. I think that's both of our choices as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's a four-game series. I I think, yeah. I'm very high off last night because it is 420 when we're recording this. Uh, Excuse me, tonight. Um, But it seems like it would not be that difficult compared to the Mavs or Lakers. I just think it's a terrible matchup for the Blazers. It is. Um, Damian Lillard plays horribly against the Clippers. They, yeah, uh, it's yeah. He averages his least points per game against the Clippers. Yeah. Um, we have the you know the size and the length, and when we are locked in defensively, as we saw in the second half of that game, this team has struggles. And we're down three team, starters, and we're down three starters, and also like for them defensively, I I just don't see any combination of the players that they have consistently giving Kawhi and Paul George pause through a, through a seven-game series, what would likely be a four-game series. Yes. Uh, the Lakers were second place with 21% of the vote. And then the Mavericks were third with 9%. Some interesting comments. Um, Parker Towie says, I don't know if my heart can uh, keep up against Dallas again. I'm not... I mean, we won that series, so I'm not... That it was six games, it. though. I mean, Dallas right now, they, they've been playing really good basketball, uh, especially since the break. Their defense has gotten better. Uh, it's Look, it's not a matchup that the Clippers can't win. I, you know, I would never say that, but um, it, it is a more difficult first-round matchup. I think and it's no. I, I To me, this is, this is the second uh, wanted matchup. I, I w- I'm surprised that so many people went Lakers over the Mavericks. Matchup. I think they, that's based on pure hate, and I'm all for it. I, I mean, that's fair. Uh, I don't know. Like that, like just the fact that they still have the best defense in the league and they've been without yeah, LeBron their and two AD best for so long. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, that's wild in and of itself. And then if you couple something like that with, well, when you know, it comes to storyline, uh-huh. I never want to be the team going against the LeBron James comeback storyline. Absolutely. You don't Absolutely. want to be in that. Na- for the yeah. narrative people out there, that's not one you want to be. <laughs> no, no, 100%. And yeah, fully healthy. I mean, I don't know. They're just so devastating off of any sort of turnovers and in transition. And, you know, if the Clippers, I mean, even two games with like a, a less than what like a less than stellar shooting performance from three yeah i don't know that makes that one pretty tight it does alex porter has an interesting call 
on Twitter. He said Memphis. He says, I believe the Clips will get the two seed, and the Grizzlies are only a half game back from the Mavs for the seventh seed. Best case scenario is for the Clips to get an easier first round than other teams. Clips can catch the Suns as a two seed. They're only two and a half games back. Love the optimism. Yes. I think they're only a game and a half back in the Suns. Yeah. Um, Memphis, sure. Would not be mad at that at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I but know. unless Jaron Jackson is like 100% healthy, then I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I mean, once again, it's, it's, also, pesky. It, it's also just a team that, you know, is going to capitalize off your turnovers. Yep. Um, which, you know, is maybe less of a factor in the playoffs for sure. Um, Hopefully. But it's still... No, I mean, that's as easy of a matchup as the Blazers for, for the Clippers for sure. Uh I still like the Blazers. We've just seen it. It's like a known hot tag. I don't like the Blazers. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't like them, but <laughs> it's just like, I, I like the matchup because I just feel like it's such a known quantity at this point. Yeah. You know, we've for already, sure. we already played them three times in the regular, in the regular season. And, um, it's gone pretty well. Yes. So, so I definitely like that matchup more. I don't think we should be pushing for the two seed. And I think with what's going on with the Kawhi thing now, as well as sort of the tendency that we've seen even when they were technically available of, uh, you know, one of Kawhi or Paul George kind of resting on the second end of the back-to-back. I I don't think that we're really pushing for the two seed. I I think that we're pretty happy to stay at three. And the Blazers have enough of a lead on the Mavs that I think that they'll be able to stay at that six spot. That's a good call. Yeah. I'm... I'm not worried about the Clippers playoffs scenario until we get to the second round. And then just all the old feelings come back up. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? Cause like the first round I'm like, I'm like, let's get through it. I know we can get through it. But one of the factors in that is everyone being healthy. No, agreed. Agreed. Um, I don't know if we can, if we can stay at that three spot and then you're looking at the Suns in the second round. Um, That's going to be an insane series. I really like that one for the Clippers. I do too, uh, but it's going to be hard. I don't know about that. Like, I know that we really It's struggle. so chippy. Like, one of the, one, there's, a, there's a bit of an added chip factor. Definitely. Chippiness. Definitely. My, thing, my thing with the Suns, and I don't mean to discredit them because what they've done this season is incredible, and they you it's know, so good. have a lot of talent. They're two seed. Other than Chris Paul, who on that team has been in deep playoff runs? Sure, Jay Crowder. Great. Jay Crowder. Yeah. yeah. Jay Crowder's the second best player in terms of playoff experience on your team. I don't know how far that's really taken. That's fair, but that's a nice person to be leading you. Chris Paul. Oh, like yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but Absolutely. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a great series. Yes. Um, let's talk the Kawhi foot thing. Okay. He's reevaluated in a week. He's missing a handful of games. Not a couple, not a few. Handful. But a handful. Yes. Where are we at on this? Um, so I want to give the medical staff the benefit of the doubt and hope that this is just an abundance of precaution. Kind Everything of we've heard seems to be that Farbod was tweeting about it. His sources. So he the, has sources. The, the reason I, I say that is just because he did play in Sunday's game. It's Tuesday when we're recording this. Um, That's what if, I'm hung up it's, on. If it's anything more serious, I think, I mean, obviously it was just downright irresponsible to have played him in that game. That's the issue. Like Ryan Snelling had a good take. He said, why did we play Kawhi last game? Uh, if he was bad enough, if the soreness popped back up. Like if we're being super cautious, 
why be like, yeah, test it, see how it goes in this game, and then if not, we'll sit you. I, 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 I guess it, that's okay. I don't know. I, I think mean, I like that they're holding out a week. Like that seems very cautious. Yeah. I, so I think that it could have just been one of those situations where he was like, no, I'm good to play. I'm ready to play. That's what Ty, Ty Lue was like. He wants to play. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm good to play. I'm fine to play. There's a level of pain there, but maybe it's it's you know what he considers to be man, manageable. Which, good God. Wonder what that threshold is like for a professional athlete. Very high would be my best guess. If I'm mild, for Kawhi, if I'm mildly discomforted, I will not work. I will refuse to work. <laughs> I will not work. <laughs> um, must be nice. Is all I'm going to say about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, like I said, I'm happy they're holding them out for a week. I think they're looking at. I mean, we're evidently being very cautious with Serge Ibaka too. Um, but just don't rush him back. Don't even bring him back for the Suns game. Yeah. I think. Honestly, bring him back against the Raptors. Yeah. Which is on like the fourth of March. Yeah. Bring him back. Just like just we know he's he's playing good. It's fine. Do you think there's any uh kind of deep state takes about Serge Ibaka and what's going on with that back? Well, I'll tell you what, my uh <laughs> my apartment handyman came through today wearing a, a QAnon shirt. So, sure. I'll ask him about Serge How did you recognize it? Q recognized Q, I feel like. I watched six hours of a documentary about it, (laughs) which is way too much. Um, But I'll ask him about it, maybe. Uh, There's a whole pile of scrap. What's going on with Serge? (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, you know about that? Um, I just want... When are we... When are we going to see Serge again? Uh, That's a question we could end every episode with because no one knows. He's still not participating in any practices, not traveling with the team. Did I say this on the last pod, but until we see a team tweet, it's like a picture of Serge shooting a jumper with a smile on his face. And they're like, it's good to be back. (laughs) Like We haven't even gotten an inkling of that yet. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's very doubtful that we see him before the playoffs and it feels that way i don't want to be reactionary but i would say at this point i mean there's what five six weeks left uh if we haven't heard any news about five on five practice i mean in a month from now we're not seeing him in the playoffs yeah, the the ramp up <laughs> i mean like you know when's it happening the ramp up period is the runway is getting short as I like to say. Last season, we said that way too much. Um, that about wraps it up for Wednesday's edition of Locked On Clippers. Thank you for hanging out. Thursday's episode, a recap of the game versus the Grizzlies. Thirsty Thursday, talking about what you want to see more of. Then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, where can these people tell their mom they're listening to their podcast when they're supposed to be talking on the phone? You can tell your mom to check us out on uh, <laughs> okay. iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Uh, and yeah, you can also tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works flawlessly. As we mentioned up top, or maybe we forgot to this episode, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. I don't think we forgot. We'd love to have you listen. <laughs> Please come through. We absolutely would. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.